Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, and Riker, you know you and I have been all over any bit of news surrounding Giannis Antetokounmpo and him potentially coming to the Raptors, and there's been a lot of chatter, it's been about four or five weeks since our, our last sort of update on this, and there's been a lot of talk, specifically now with the Miami Heat making waves in the news, and Riker, I think it's time for another episode of Giannis Watch. Sound the alarms, Ben, bring out the helicopters, we're falling Giannis. Giannis Watch, yeah. episode two. This is this is maybe going to send a ripple of panic through Raptors fandom. We're, we were trying to come with only positive news in the offseason towards whether or not the Raptors will be able to land Giannis Antetokounmpo. But this news, it's contrary to what we're hoping for. It's, it's news that he might end up going to the Miami Heat, our enemies in this free agency bid, Ben. Yeah, well, obviously the Heat have been the team we've been talking about as the real other team that's been in contention the Mavericks have been talked about but the Heat are the real team that people are saying Giannis could potentially go to other than the Toronto Raptors obviously the biggest threat is the Milwaukee Bucks and there's been a lot of talk about Giannis wanting to stay and then other reports saying that wherever he were or quotes specifically from Giannis where he said wherever I may be I have good agents supporting me and all that sort of stuff but the big recent news is coming from a a, a different source. Usually we get our sources from Woj, the Legion Hoops Ross guy as of late, but uh, Rick Ross coming out. I like pairs or, or shout out to all the pairs man himself said he knows people and he's saying that Giannis is, is going to the Miami Heat. Obviously they're, they're an attractive destination without a true top five superstar player. Some people might argue Jimmy Butler is that type of guy right now, but you know, Giannis Go into a team that just made the finals. Rick Ross says he's heard people saying that Giannis is going to go there. What are your thoughts on this sort of little report? we got some other things we're going to talk about too, Riker. Ben, the big boss man, Rick Ross. I think that's his, that's got to be his noise. Uh, <laughs> my terrible take at it. <clears throat> Obviously, we're not going to stoke the fires of this being a legitimate source. But what is interesting about this and also, Rick Rossi is extremely active, in, as a lot of rappers are, in NBA culture. And he was calling out Dwight Howard after Game 5. Apparently, Dwight got a flagrant on Jimmy Butler, and he, <laughs> he threatened him on IG. Uh, but anyways, my point is, we're not providing legitimacy to this to this being, you know, that he's actually going to go. But it, it, it more so, it's more so opens up the conversation to, you know, he's saying it, other people are saying it. The Miami Heat are the most legitimate contender now. They made it to the finals in the East. So it makes sense that a lot of these pieces coming together, you know, they I don't think that they'd be able to get it done as assembled without another star player like Antetokounmpo. So I don't think it would be a similar situation to Kevin Durant leaving for the Golden State Warriors. Maybe this is an appealing market for Giannis to now, you know, say, what, what is the next best team that I can go to to put me in a position where I can win a championship immediately? Yeah, and I like the comparison you made because the Miami Heat playing really well and obviously beating the Milwaukee Bucks and, and all that sort of stuff. We brought that up when the Heat brought a, a beat, beat Milwaukee in the second round that that's definitely going to hurt their chances in signing Giannis because even though Giannis is, is a very proud player, you know, he wants to sort of, as he said, go through the wall rather than, than go around it, which is kind of a weird analogy that I use considering teams usually build walls to sort of stop them and stuff, but... He, he wants to take the hard route. He doesn't want to be Kevin Durant, as you brought up, and go to a team that's a super team and try to win that. So some people might look at the Miami Heat going to the NBA Finals and say, well, 
you're going to a team that was two wins away from winning an NBA championship. That's basically joining a super team that's similar to what KD did and all that sort of stuff. But then others, as you brought up, say will say, well, the Heat don't really have a true chance. They kind of they they overachieved considering the talent they have on their roster this season, and maybe it was a part of the bubble and stuff, but there, there's two ways you can sort of look at it because the Heat could have gotten a lot less attractive this this postseason being they beat Milwaukee themselves, being, you know, they're a team that Giannis has already lost to. He'd sort of be joining the enemy and they, they made it to the finals and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, they do you think he'd be looked at in the same light as Kevin Durant considering they were only two wins away from the finals record? No, and I, I think it's a good point. I think overachieved is is the perfect word to use for the Miami Heat's playoff run. And I don't suspect mm. we're going to get a ton of Heat fans. And I don't think Heat fans are in the similar sort of category as Boston Celtics fans and Los Angeles Lakers fans where, you know, they can't understand where they actually are. You know, we try to be practical when we're talking about the Raptors. I think Miami Heat, they've been humbled enough with LeBron coming, LeBron <laughs> leaving, that they understand what type of team they are. And they were built around grit they were built around a lot of young talent and they happen to really overachieve but it's by no way can you say that they're a a star team or a superstar team as assembled and if Giannis was looking at Miami as a free agency destination I, I don't think anybody could possibly make you know anybody with half a sense on basketball that that's ever watched the NBA could make the same argument that he's he's going to a team that's already well established and could win a championship without him very much so if Giannis decides to go to the Miami Heat that would be the tipping point to allow them to win a championship not not that he's going to a team that can do it with or without him yeah, for sure. And that that's that's where I'm starting to agree with you. So that that sort of puts the argument that the Heat going super far in the playoffs and being two wins away from the championship might not be the the most upheld, but you know, the fact I think it's going to be interesting how the Heat play this upcoming season because obviously Giannis is a free agent next summer. He's not going to be a free agent in Dece- on December 1st when free agency opens, post bubble and all that, but if the Heat have another remarkable run and make the finals, then I think that first argument has more legitimacy. But if they come back next season and go out in the second round, go out in the third round, then I think this postseason really increases the chances of the Miami Heat picking up Giannis. And it's the same way we talk about the Toronto Raptors, because the Toronto Raptors winning with Kawhi Leonard and showing that if we have a superstar here, we can win a championship, right? That's been our huge argument in the culture and obviously the Masai Ujiri connection and followers of the Raptors Digest know, and if you guys haven't watched the previous videos, we we break that all down. We've had a lot of Giannis videos. This is the second official video in Giannis Watch, but the fact that the Miami Heat made it to Game 6 against that Lakers team in the NBA Finals, beating all these these different rosters and the Bucks, the Celtics. They were all favorited over the Heat. I know some people had the Indiana Pacers over the Heat. The fact that they were able to get through that adversity and obviously with a superstar to sort of bring it all together and be that lead guy, that face, that top five player every team really needs to win a championship – that could sort of that sort of makes the same argument that the Toronto Raptors have with being attract being an attractive destination to Giannis Riker. Well, you're talking about a, a franchise with a history of winning, with mm-hmm. an amazing coach that really gained back his credibility this year. It's tough to it's tough to know how good a coach you are when you're you're not dealing with any guy that is a, a you know a perennial All Star superstar type player mm-hmm. that can allow you to make a deep playoff push. But with a team with low expectations to make the run that they did this season 
Spolstra, you know, Eric Spolstra, he he has established himself as one of the top coaches in the NBA. So a franchise with a history of winning, a one of the top tier NBA coaches that shows they're versatile, that they can adapt to small ball like the Celtics, big ball like the the Milwaukee Bucks come out on top. You know, to be close but not quite close enough that it's a cop out to go to this team. And Ben, to have the cap space that they do, really the only contract they're stuck with which I, I think they grossly overpaid for anyways, but that's besides the point is Ego Dalla. Besides that, you know, they could bring back Goran Dragic or not. They don't need to re-sign Solomon Hill, who was on a huge $13 million contract. They don't need to bring back Kelly Olenek, but they, I assume they will. Myers Leonard, they don't need to bring back his $11 million. <laughs> you know, Jay Crowder, they'll probably bring up, bring him back, but his market value is kind of low. Their best guys, Bam, he's still on contract for $5 million. Tyler Hero's still on contract for $3 million. Uh, Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn still for $1 million. So literally their core unit of guys that brought them as deep as they did, they have them for cheap. They have them for pennies, Ben. And this is the, their caps. They have one of the best cap situations in the entire NBA. And the, I mean, there's a lot of factors that speak really well to the heat being, you know, the top contender basically for, for this bit. Yeah. And, you know, clear, obviously we're a Raptors podcast and we're going to make that comparison of the heat just by, by factor, by factor uh, in, in a few minutes. But you brought it up. The the Heat are in the bidding. They're built, they're set up for that 2021 free agency, just like the Toronto Raptors are or have been. It's going to be interesting to see what the Raptors do with all their unrestricted free agents this season. We've already made a few videos on that. I'm sure we'll make a lot more as we inch closer to that deadline and the draft and all those sorts of things. But yeah, Duncan Robinson, he's a guy that was a beast for them, and they, they signed him to a ridiculous bargain. Uh, being a, he didn't play much in his rookie year and got that cheap deal. Harrow's obviously on the rookie contract. I think Bam is going to get maxed out. I think his extension hits in the 2021 offseason, so that's when Giannis is a free agent. But other than that, they have a lot of space. They definitely have enough room to sign him. And yeah, you brought up Eric Spolster. You brought up a lot of factors. And I think the Heat definitely became a lot more attractive to a, a team because we sort of. In all of our videos, we've sort of assumed the Toronto Raptors would be that more attractive destination. And especially with Nick Nurse, the supporting cast, the Raptors have outperformed the Heat consistently over the past however many seasons, even without when we didn't have Kawhi Leonard. So the the Raptors historically have been better in terms of the, the recent future since LeBron left. But now with this, this performance this season, I think it's a debate. And I think we should have it right now, Riker. Let's let's run through it. And I guess the, the first thing we should talk about is... Eric Spolstra versus Nick Nurse. Two of the guys, Nick Nurse obviously winning a championship at his rookie year, or rookie year as coach. He he won coach of the year this season, but obviously Eric Spolstra is a, a tested veteran coach, took this team that was a, a ragtag group, so to speak, that uh, the people labeled them and brought them to Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Who do you think has a higher stock value right now, just in terms of coaches, Riker? That's a tough one, Ben. And as a Raptors follower i'm gonna go with nick nurse but the argument for eric spolstra is that whereas the raptors came in to the season saying pascal siakam is going to be the guy and then with his struggles in the playoffs nick nurse's inability to really find a way to get him going in a meaningful way and then i'm still a little bit frustrated ben to be to be frank with that last two minute stretch in game seven against the Boston Celtics. Those things go against Nick Nurse, unfortunately. I still think, in terms of the things that he's done in a short tenure as an NBA head coach, it's crazy. He's shown his ability to to throw these crazy defenses, to go on the fly with uh, change-up 
I'm, I'm getting stuck on my words here on rotations. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. He He's able to be a mastermind with how he puts his guys out there on the court. So I think Nick Nurse, he's a more creative coach, but he, he does have a short tenure. And I think that this playoff series against the Celtics goes against them. Whereas Eric Sprolstra, opposite situation. They maybe had higher expectations, but Jimmy Butler was coming in as a guy who was quoted to be, you know, cancerous, uh, unable to, like a terrible teammate, coming off of a couple of bad situations. And he brings them out, makes the most of them, makes the final stretch. So really, Eric Spolster's coming out of this playoffs looking like an absolute god compared to Nick Nurse, Ben. Yeah, and... Obviously, it's not the 2021 offseason right now, and I think we have a full season to play. I personally agree with you in the stance that I think Nick Nurse is the better coach, even though he obviously doesn't have the, the complete resume that Eric Spolster has, being in the league a lot longer and all those sorts of things. I think reputation-wise, I think I'd like to I, I'd agree with you right now that Eric Spolster, especially especially with the recency bias, and even though Nick Nurse ha- coached a heck of a series in that Boston one, especially with guys underperforming and all those sorts of things, he really, for for the struggles Raptors player individual players had in that series, it's pretty remarkable that that they were able to make it to a game seven. And even though he didn't, the Raptors failed to execute down the stretch of game seven. I think the rest of that series was impeccably coached. The adjustments two two masterminds sort of went at it with Brad Stevens and Eric Spolstra. But I, I think recency bias will give Eric Spolstra the, the nod in that sort of area. And that sort of brings it next to like roster structure. And Riker, do you think the Raptors are sort of better fit than the Miami Heat, just in terms of roster-wise, right now, as they're set up to be more attractive to Giannis. Well, here's the issue, too, is you have shooters on Miami Heat. And if if what was exampled, if what was exemplified in this year's playoffs from the guys like Tyler Harrow, Duncan Robinson, who's shooting like 90% of his shots from beyond the arc and still shooting like 40% or more, from three, you know, even Goran Dragic, who had a heck of a season as well. And, uh, you know, they, they have a lot of guys that can play out at the perimeter that would complement Giannis. And whereas the Raptors, you know, you can stretch out Serge Ibaka. Norman Powell, is, he is a great three-point shooter. Fred Van Vliet can shoot. But, um, you know, with Siakam still struggling and, and really the Raptors sort of hinging their bets on this tandem of uh, Siakam and Giannis in the front court, I don't know if that would mesh as well as you know bringing him into a situation where you can put a ton of shooters around him and so I don't know I like what I like what Miami is able to offer but I think in terms of veteranship and that was that was the reason I was so surprised that Miami made a deep push this year in the playoffs because they like most of their roster is pretty young you know Bam is still pretty fresh uh Tyler Hero Duncan Robinson the guys that are playing a lot of minutes for them um they're they're still pretty young whereas you're looking at the Toronto Raptors you have guys that have done it a ton of times you know have been through the playoff series and uh I, I don't know I think that they 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 offer something different than the Miami Heat but it's tough to say which one has an advantage in my opinion Ben yeah and I think the youth can be attractive and unattractive in the, at the same time because obviously you want guys that aren't going to be washed the season you pull up right you don't want to show up to a team that's at super old and all those sorts of things so that that definitely leans in the heat's favor even though the Toronto Raptors are not old by any means you just have guys like 
Marc Gasol and Kyle Lowry who are up there in age, but Kyle seems to age like fine wine, and I think we've talked a lot about how we can replace Gasol, especially if Giannis comes. Giannis at center lineups could be really attractive, but uh, so I, I think age can play a factor here and there. I think the bubble helped out with those younger guys being able to knock down their shots, not get afraid of the moment, because obviously those playoff crowds, that pressure pack situation can always affect younger players a little bit more. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they perform next season as the, the pressure is really on the Miami Heat being the, the winners of the Eastern Conference and go through the playoffs with that. But yeah, so the, the youth arguments there, I think the Toronto Raptors, it comes down to Siakam because the the, the Miami Heat with Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, those guys are are really strong though they had a really strong postseasons they're two-way players they can score they can defend they can do all these sorts of things and you know especially after the start of the season when Siakam was averaging 27 points per game you know we were putting Siakam as a top 10 guy and even though he fell off a little bit as the season went along going into the bubble you both you and I thought that Pascal Siakam was a top 10 player this NBA season clearly fell off a cliff in the bubble it wasn't horrible like like horrid by any means, wasn't a, a bench player, but definitely wasn't playing near the caliber of basketball he was playing pre-bubble. I think for the Raptors to win this debate, because I think role players-wise, as you brought up, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, even though Tyler Hero had the big game and all that sort of things, the, they're strong. the Heat have some strong role players. The Raptors of Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, OG Ananobi, I think Though they can sort of be edged out, and with the Heat's playoff run, the Raptors sustained success. It's a tough debate, but it comes down to that second option. And Pascal Siakam has proven he can be a championship second option. Jimmy Butler, I believe, Jimmy Butler and Bam proved they are of that caliber with this playoff run. But Siakam has the potential to ascend to that that next tier of guys over the Jimmy Butlers, over the Bam Adebayo's, and. He struggled in the bubble. He played really well at the start of the season. It's going to be, I think it's down to him who really sets that, de- that settles that debate between the roster construction of the Heat and the Raptors. And it's got to be, Ben, because y- you look at, this is the question that I'd be asking if I was Giannis, is what is this team able to do if, we, if I come in and we're not immediately a championship winning team? And I'm looking at a two-year window, or I'm looking at maybe at most a three-year window, but really I'm looking at a two-year window. And the Raptors, they're, they've already locked in Siakam. They're probably going to lock in Fred Van Vliet, and you're probably going to pay Serge Ibaka. So you know what you're getting. And so you need to be confident that that collection of guys that are all making plus $25 million per year are going to get it done for you. Whereas the Heat, they're a little bit different situation. They've locked in Jimmy Butler. Like you said, they'll probably lock in Bam Adebayo, but the rest of the players that they're building around, they're they're still on those small rookie contracts. So they have flexibility to maybe be a little bit more creative. So, uh, you know, if, if Giannis is looking at the Toronto Raptors and says, all right, well, they don't have the ability to move around any pieces or to sign any new guys, you know, he needs to be very confident that what they have is going to get him what he wants. And so I think it, it absolutely hinges on Pascal Siakam performing much better consistently throughout next season. Yeah, and 
that sort of culminates to the final, the most important question. Obviously, I think GM situation is is a big thing. Team president, obviously, Masai Ujiri and Pat Riley. That's a tough debate right there, considering Pat. Again, the Heat, the Heat have the history. The Raptors have the current success. I put Masai as the same way I've put Nick Nurse. I put them a little bit ahead with just ahead with what they've done recently. But the Heat obviously have that sustained success. But who do you think gives the the Giannis a better chance at an NBA championship as you said in that next two three year window do you think it's the heat do you think it's the Raptors out of those two teams because you know and I want to bring this up Kostas Antetokounmpo just won an NBA championship with the Lakers obviously him and his brother they've they've come out they're very close they're they have podcasts together they're they're very tight so that's probably going to be a little bit of extra motivation for Giannis to sort of want to win an NBA championship, and maybe he'll look elsewhere. Because we're obviously we haven't talked about the Bucks at all in this podcast. They're the biggest threat to to get him. But if Giannis thinks he has to leave to win a championship, where do you think is the best place, the Heat or the Raptors? Ben, it is a crying shame that we did not get to see the Raptors face the Heat in this year's mm-hmm. playoffs. Because as we both vehemently agree. The Raptors would win that series and go on to make a better push against the Lakers than the Heat did. And everybody agrees if Kawhi stayed with the Raptors, they would have been the team in the finals and they probably would have won. I, I think that both sides, West fans of the West, fans of the East, I think everybody agrees Kawhi had a better chance staying on the Raptors. You know, same thing could be said. If you brought Giannis in onto the Raptors, they'd probably be the team to win this year. And if the Raptors would win as assembled against the Heat as assembled, then to me, that's the better team that you have a chance to win a championship with, Ben. Yeah, and I, I'm in agreement with you. And I think the the way the Raptors sort of maneuver around not being a free agent destination and still put pieces together, if they acquire that free agent and sort of can construct the roster with that piece there, it just takes it to a whole nother level. So I'm in agreement. I think the Raptors are the better team to sort of win that championship with Giannis, but maybe that's a homer take. Let us know what you guys think in the comment section below. You're the best to make this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Riker, you have any last words? I do, Ben. Ruh. Wait, <laughs> boss. <laughs> That's it. No Rick Ross. <laughs> boss man. Cheers. <laughs>